Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Full states in America, based on a wide variety of factors, and this was done by WalletHub. They come up with a lot of these surveys, and they, they, you know, I give them credit. They back it up with data, with metrics, with analytics. Hold on, Paul, Paul, hold on, hold on. You got to restart all that because Jordana and I were jamming out to the music, and she was clapping, and nobody, nobody heard what you said. I'm really sorry. We were were loving, so let's try this again. WCCO. can't work under Woo! these conditions. Okay, now you can this talk. This is not a not a dance party, Jor. <laughs> oh, it is now. It's it's it, Woo! some day, some days it's a radio show. <laughs> Let's see what would this be? Would this such be, a, that uh, you cannot not move to that song. That is uh, that is like the quintessential bar mitzvah wedding. I mean, anytime you're in a bad mood, put that on and you get you going. That is a great. You song. just dance by yourself in the corner. I will, and, and that's fine. You can keep. You have the freedom to dance by yourself. Wait, we're gonna get to let, let's talk about that in a minute. But do you guys? Your kids are grown and flown now. I'm sure David does. Do you have dance parties in the house, you and Lori? No. No. Come on. Dance parties? That's the most insane thing I ever heard. Of course you do. Mark and I have them all the time. Well, you're newly David, you must, right? With the girls? Oh, yeah. Daily. Yes. Daily, there's dance parties at our house. All the time. Yeah. There's dance parties all the time, and the kids know if maybe I've had an extra glass of wine at dinner, that's when I get up on the couch or maybe up on one of the coffee tables and do the dance party. But, oh, my gosh, we have, that, that's like, especially if that song comes on. When did that, you start drinking today, Jor? <laughs> I did get a Diet how, Coke during How many glasses of wine have you had? No, and, and thank you for making me feel self-conscious dance. now. That, well, I'll, I'll tonight, after the show, put on that song, you and Lori will have a dance party. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Back back to our regularly scheduled programming. The most sinful state in America. Go. Oh, Las Vegas. Oh, Nevada. Well, it's well, not, a, Las, not a yes, state. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Nevada. Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> yes. Correct. Sure. Right? Nevada? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Nevada. Nevada followed by California, then Texas, mm. then Florida came in fourth. Really? And then Louisiana. We were 44th. Minnesota. 44 out of 50 states, and uh, so that that's good, I guess. Okay, they so look- talk to us about what it qualifies you as the most sinful state. And by the way, I'm glad to see here New Jersey is not at the top of that list. No, it's not. Somehow it's We not. just harbor terrorists. Well, they, they look at a lot of factors. They look at drug use. I didn't realize oh, this. New Mexico has among the worst drug use uh, statistics. Mm. 
Nevada, the most gambling addicted people in the nation. And then you look at, um, and, and by the way, gambling costs the U.S. about $5 billion a year. Smoking, though, uh, $300 billion a year. So, again, looking at potentially harmful behavior, uh, looking at different methodology, and, <clears throat> and again, we were 44th. By the way, the, uh, the least sinful state in America was Idaho. Yeah. A lot of, lot of really I, I wholesome people in Idaho. Yeah, New Hampshire, Iowa, the South potatoes. Dakota, Vermont, Wyoming, and Idaho mm-hmm. came out better than we did. I, I couldn't help but notice here the most excessive drinking. What state do you think came out number one? Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin? Drinking. It, is it Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> Proud Badger Mom right, right here. No, absolutely. Aren't right. we viewing this wrong? I mean, shouldn't the headline be Minnesota ranks seventh most wholesome state? Yeah, thank you. Like, thank you. Shouldn't that thank be you. what we're talking about? See, there's no, our we're, pastor. We're, we're wholesome. <laughs> we, you know, go outside and do good things and don't smoke. <laughs> I'm looking at Deal. your list, Paul. I'm looking at yeah. the list, and I see the overall rank. I get that, but also, anger and hatred are part of. Uh, the, Part of the qualifications, jealousy, excessive vices, greed, lust, vanity, laziness, laziness is on the list. Like if you're super lazy, then you get a higher ranking. This is, uh, I don't know how they measure that. How do you measure the laziness of somebody's residence? And by the way, Minnesota's 48th in laziness. So we're even better well, that's, in that's laziness. Well, we're very few lazy people here. And and having grown up in the East and and spent some time in Chicago, I mean, we do have a work ethic second to none. People, as a rule, and there are exceptions, but most people take pride in their work, and they usually try to exceed your expectations. You can't say that, at least I can't say that, for other places I've lived and visited around the United States where they just many times do just enough to get by. They don't really do a great job. By the way, highest share... Of the one area we do come up number one, the highest share of the population with gambling disorders. It's actually we're number in Minnesota? two right behind Mississippi. Mississippi is number one, and then Minnesota is second, the second really? greatest share of the state population with a gambling disorder is Minnesota. Yes, That's a bit of a problem. We're number two there. So By the way, we're 49th in excesses and vices. So we really are, I don't know, maybe it's, are we, um, are, too, are we too tame or are we just good at controlling our excesses and vices? We're number 49. That's pretty good. Let's see where yes. we are in greed. Hold on one second. Where's Minnesota in greed? Hold on. I need to really look at this a little bit more. Um, it's, it's not laid greed, out very we well. 34th. 34th. Yeah, yeah, we're 34th in greed. And we're 45th in lust. We oh. need to have more sex, Minnesotans. Get, get higher up there in lust. We need to have more sex. Nobody uh-huh. ever said on their deathbed, you can quote me on this, oh, yeah, I, I had know, too much sex. I know, I know. Have more sex. If you're in a great relationship, if you're in a good relationship, <laughs> go Wait a minute. We, we got a break, but <laughs> sex and lust are not synonyms. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, good fair. point. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you DJ. Thank you, Thank David. You, DJ, true, says for from a true Minnesota. Straightening out Thank Jordana. You. Yes. But a little a little lust helps. 
with the good part of the sex. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to lust after your spouse. That that's your spouse. encouraged. Your yes, spouse. yes. Okay, yes. I'm with you. Right. Hey, hey, let's wrap this up. Um, you sure? I want to talk more about this. I know you could talk for hours on this, and you will. But more. Let, let's take a a quick break from lust. Let's talk about vanity and, and talk about Congressman Dean Phillips. Uh, who has a, a statement out today on the Russian aggression in Ukraine calling for uh, visa restrictions to name just a few things that he'd like to do right now uh, to try to stop the aggression from Vladimir Putin and the Russian state. So we're going to have Congressman Representative Dean Phillips is up next. So what do we do about Russia? And how far does the United States go in defending Ukraine, a sovereign state. Folks in Ukraine want the same things we want. Democracy, self-determination, and the right not to be invaded by our neighbors. I want to read to you something that John McCain, Senator, the late Senator John McCain said. Putin is an evil man, talking about Vladimir Putin. He said, Putin is an evil man, intent on evil deeds, which include the destruction of the liberal world order, its values and its institutions, the world order that has brought more stability, prosperity and freedom to humankind than has ever existed in history. So I couldn't help but notice that Representative Dean Phillips came out with a statement today about the aggression in Ukraine, and he has some ideas how we can push back and uh, we're happy to have Representative Phillips on the uh, line with us right now. Hey, Dean, welcome back. Hey, Paul, good to be back with you. What Summarize, uh, encapsulate your ideas when it comes to visa restrictions. Is, is, that, is that going to make a difference at this point in the equation with Russia? You know, Paul, I, I think first, let's back up a bit. I, I think we as a nation have to make a decision if we intend to be leaders uh, or if we intend to resign uh, and isolate. Uh, there are loud voices uh, arguing for the latter, uh, which deeply concerns me because I believe the United States of America uh, can, should, and must lead uh, and ensure the integrity of nations, uh, their sovereignty. Uh, and as we see something that looks unfortunately quite similar to 1940, uh, uh, an invasion uh, of a sovereign country, uh, we don't know where it goes from here. And I do agree with the late Senator McCain uh, that uh, Mr. Putin uh, is an evil man. He surrounds himself uh, with yes people uh, in a bubble, an information bubble. Uh, he shares propaganda with the Russian people uh, that uh, present misinformation, disinformation, uh, and uh, non-factual uh, perspectives on what's going on. Most Russians think uh, that Putin is defending them from Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian aggression and American aggression. So to answer your question, Paul, uh, I do not believe American troops uh, should be engaged in Eastern Europe, uh, unless it's a NATO country, of course. Uh, I do believe sanctions are the appropriate tool. And uh, with each elevation uh, of his invasion, uh, I believe we should, uh, we can and we must uh, continue to apply sanctions. My proposition uh, is to limit travel, certainly amongst government officials uh, in the in the Russian legislature, uh, his cronies, uh, oligarchs uh, who have become enriched because of Vladimir Putin. And I'll remind listeners, there is growing evidence that Vladimir Putin himself may be the wealthiest 
human being in the world uh, because he has stolen from the Russian nation. So I believe uh, we have to inflict pain on those who create this bubble around him. Uh, the, uh, and the way to do so is to limit their travel, make it difficult, uh, their lives, their access to resources, uh, their ability to see their children at American universities, uh, to travel Europe, the United States, and most of the free world. Uh, we have to take those steps. If we don't, uh, we are unfortunately showing weakness, uh, and I think this is a time for strength. Hey, Dean, it's Jordana. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it today. Hey, Jordana. Hey. Um, do you, and I, I see your statement, uh, restricting travel, continue with the sanctions, restricting travel. Um, I, I hope, I hope, I wish that was enough. You know, sometimes I feel like that's, I don't know where they're going to, where this is going to end. And, and is that, I, I understand we are limited in what we can do, um, before putting boots on the ground there. Um, but you said something interesting. Do you think the Russian people really think that they're protecting him? Do you, do you think anybody believes his crap? I think, Jordana, until literally the last couple of days, uh, I believe most of Russia has believed it. Uh, really? The charade that he has put on, uh, televised charades over the last couple of days, uh, have scared Russians, according to most mm-hmm. reports that uh, I am now seeing. Uh, when, when Putin moved on Crimea, uh, there was actually celebration in Russian streets. There was a, an affection. Uh, there was a belief that uh, it was uh, a good thing for Mother Russia. Uh, this is very different. There is not much affection for uh, eastern Ukraine, which is now under siege. Uh, people did not think that there would be bloodshed and war. Uh, they are now fearful that that may be what Putin is leading them into. Uh, but the sad thing is there's no political competition in Russia. We should all take heed as Americans right now, right now, and look at what happens uh, when a country yields to an authoritarian leader without competition. He controls the media. It is a one-party system, and frankly, it is a one-man system, uh, as we saw vividly on display just yesterday in his atrocious uh, uh, gathering of his his inner circle. Uh, So I think the tide is turning, and that's why these sanctions, Jordana, uh, travel restrictions, visa restrictions, sanctions on the oligarchs and his inner circle, uh, we've got to break through that protective bubble Uh, And then, only then, if you ask me, will there be pressure on Putin uh, to stand down uh, and Russia and Russians. I don't want to see hurt, but at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. they're about to hurt a lot of people in Ukraine. And we might be seeing bloodshed for the first time, serious bloodshed uh, for the first time in many, many years. And we should do everything we can uh, to protect uh, Ukrainians. Representative Phillips, I'm I'm scratching my head more than usual because some within the GOP are praising President Putin. Specifically, I'm talking about the former president yesterday, Donald Trump, expressed admiration for Vladimir Putin. I hope uh, he's the only one, Paul, right? No, there are others. Really? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump said that this move to take over parts of Ukraine was genius His words, genius. Here's a guy who's very savvy. Now, Liz Cheney, um, who is a Republican, said that former President Trump's adulation of Putin today, including calling him a genius, aids our enemies. Trump's interests don't seem to align with the interests of the United States. And Pompeo was also the former Secretary of State, was very effusive and complimentary 
about Vladimir Putin. I mean, this oh, this gosh. doesn't help the cause of democracy, does it? It doesn't help the causes of America. Let's just be clear right now. Mm. Uh, and, 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 let, and let me let me just make it even more clear. You know, I have great respect for principled conservatives. John McCain was a principled conservative. Uh, the U.S. Congress has been filled with principled conservatives for most of my lifetime and uh, through a good part of our history. Uh, the absence of conservatism from the Republican Party right now, I have to say, is not just shocking, uh, but it is becoming dangerous uh, for a former president of the United States of America uh, to say glowing words about uh, an authoritarian leader in Russia uh, who is uh, breaking the sovereign borders of a neighboring country, uh, celebrating him uh, uh, to have his acolytes doing the same thing. I have to say, my friends, I am I'm staggered uh, and I am afraid uh, that unless principled Republicans can start recapturing conservatism, uh, we're in for some tough times as it relates to both foreign policy uh, and domestic policy. Uh, but once again, America should lead. That does not mean we should start wars. Uh, with, that does not mean we should send our young men and women overseas to defend other nations unless absolutely necessary. But it sure means that Democrats and Republicans should at least represent the United States of America in unison and with principle and with values. Uh, the absence of that right now is staggering uh, and shameful. Representative Phillips, I'm, I'm just curious. Um, if we recognized Ukraine as a member of NATO, I mean, if we granted them membership into NATO tomorrow, not pledging troops on the ground, not pledging American support soldiers on the ground, but would, would that, could that make Putin think twice about advancing on Kiev and, and basically fulfilling the invasion and trying to occupy the country. I mean, is that something that's even on the table, or is that a non-starter? Well, I think what Mr. Putin fails to recognize is that his actions right now uh, will not diminish NATO. In fact, it's doing just the opposite, Paul. Uh, the former President Trump uh, literally tried to, in no way, shape, some way, shape, or form, uh, demean and dismantle NATO. Uh, Putin is actually rebuilding NATO. It's bringing us closer to our, uh, back to our friendships with our allies. Uh, as you know, NATO has expanded considerably since World War II. Uh, that is Putin's greatest concern right now, somewhat analogous to when Russians uh, generations ago placed missiles in Cuba directed to the United States. How did that make us feel? Uh, those many listening probably remember those times and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, he is concerned that NATO is an offensive force. We, of course, know it's a defensive force. Uh, he is trying to prevent Ukraine from becoming a thriving, independent democracy and part of NATO. Uh, it could not happen that quickly. It will not happen that quickly. Uh, but I do believe that uh, when this is resolved, and I do believe ultimately it will, hopefully with very little bloodshed or, or none at all, uh, that NATO will be um, emboldened. Uh, I see expansion. Uh, your, Sweden is watching this closely. Finland is watching this closely. Uh, and I think... Uh, in the long run, it will be beneficial because uh, we need to be unified, not just in Europe, but around the world. And that's what a lot of this is about right now.
Mm-hmm. Common Enemy often does that. Often, not always, but often. Sure uh, Dean, I know we're out of time. We're speaking with Representative Dean Phillips. Just, we were having a conversation on the show earlier. I'd just love you to weigh in on. We spoke with uh, Senator Carlin Nelson. She is proposing that we do away with the tax on Social Security for people in Minnesota. Um, I, I know this is sort of an ambush. We didn't prepare you for this, but w- what are your thoughts on that? Do you think we should do, we should not tax Social Security in Minnesota? First of all, <laughs> elected officials should be ambushed when it comes to answering <laughs> questions. So I, 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 I never struggle with that. No, I, I think yeah. it's I think it's a very I think it's something that we should consider it. You know, the tax on Social Security for many is very punitive. Uh, I, I have too many encounters with people who survive or try to survive on their Social Security benefits, while others uh, literally don't need them at all. In fact, Jordana, I've been working on a notion that would allow people who have been successful, do not need their Social Security to return it to a public fund that would distribute it to the lowest 5% or so uh, of recipients of Social Security to give them just a little bit more and live a little bit better. Uh, anything that helps our seniors live a little better, who paid into the system, uh, have created this great country, I do believe we should try to benefit. Uh, we have a large surplus. Uh, I think it's an absolutely reasonable consideration uh, to consider the end of taxation. I think 36 or seven other states uh, have done so already. And look, I'd like to see Minnesota uh, provide good value. Uh, and that sometimes means reducing costs. Uh, that does not necessarily mean we can't be more efficient and more effective. And I'd like to think Democrats and Republicans can agree on that. Thank you. I appreciate the answer. And thank you for uh, your willingness to answer that question. Uh, interesting change on the ambush. Didn't mean to ambush, but uh, great answer. Thank you, Dean. Uh, we'll let you go because we're super late. Representative Dean Phillips, thank you so much for the time. And uh, we'll check back in with you very soon. Thank you both. Bye-bye. <laughs> you got it. I'm glad we got that in because that's, you know, it's a conversation that you and I continued off the air when we were, you know, during the commercial, David and I, we were all talking about it. So uh, glad we got that in with him. I am excited for this next segment. Why? Because I wrote the quiz today. Oh, oh. We started off the show talking about Netflix. Netflix is jacking up your rates, my friends. I know. Paul and I and David, do you have Netflix? Do you subscribe yeah. to Netflix? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So we all got the email this morning that Netflix is jacking up the rates. I believe I was playing twelve ninety nine a month. Now it's going to nineteen ninety nine because, you know, they want to continue the great content and all the good offerings. Yada, yada, yada. Whatever. They're charging us more. They want to make more money. But, um, and, and I'm not going anywhere. Like Netflix has me, you know, by the, wow, what is the equivalent oh. as a woman? <laughs> I, <laughs> by I, the neck, maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's safe. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. Sorry. Sorry. I, I didn't start drinking yet. I didn't. Um, but whatever. We're all paying for Netflix. Whatever. But there are so many interesting little known facts about Netflix when I did a little deep dive into this that I think you guys are going to have fun with this quiz. Okay. So, Paul, you always whine about them. You get to choose if you want to start or you want David to start. I'll start. Okay. Ready? Yeah. How many right. subscribers does Netflix have? Does Netflix have 20 million subscribers? Does Netflix have 150 million subscribers? Does Netflix have 1 billion subscribers? Are we talking worldwide? Yeah. And this is, I mean, really, if you do the math, which I don't, but if you do the math and you think about 
that times 1999 a month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody's paying that much. Um, but yeah, I get your point. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, it's either 150 or a, a billion sounds like a big, big number. And I know they're global. Oh, boy. What are the. Give me the choices. Oh, the hemming and hawing. David, I, he's going to be excluded yeah. from can, quizzes can, can from I now answer? on. Can, can I take You're this ruining one? it, Paul. I. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Is it really a billion? I. I can't believe it. I. I I'm going to go with 150 million. Well done. After all of that, After 149 all that, million pain. subscribers. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Just so you know, they started in 20. Uh, no, it, they didn't start in 2013. But in 2013, they had 35 million huh. subscribers, and now they have 150 million wow. subscribers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Okay, uh, David. We're gonna. You're gonna have to do a little math. Okay. At its IPO, uh, the Netflix shares were $15. $15 you could buy a share of Netflix, okay? Uh, the current market value, by the way, is $230 billion. That is 770 times what it was worth at its IPO. That's just a little history, okay? okay, okay. 770 times what it was worth. That's some serious EBITDA. Um, what are Netflix yearly earnings? David, is it... $160 million? Is it $1 billion? Is it $16 billion? Ooh, um, boy, I can't do math that fast. It's fast. fast I, math. Uh, I'm going to go with the, around a $1 billion. Oh, DJ. So close. $16 billion. Oh my gosh. Wow. Is that insanity? That's crazy. Makes I, me. That's. Hey, it's I, I know I cannot, and, and it made me feel worse about them charging me nineteen ninety nine a month. I'm like, <laughs> you make sixteen billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Stop Jeez. it. <laughs> by the way, by the way, read the book or listen to the uh, the podcast. Not a podcast. Oh, yeah? It's an audio book that will never okay. work. The birth of Netflix. Mark Randolph, who is really yeah. the founder of Netflix. I think Reed Hastings gets all the glory, but mm. I think Mark Randolph actually dreamt this up. It's fascinating, and it, it's funny, and it's poignant, and it's, I'm amazed that they, they're amazed that they grew up, they grew the network as quickly as they did. But Doing the quiz that, now. Okay, keep, I'm sorry. You can do your rant on the commercial, doing the quiz yeah. now, and you mentioned Mark Randolph, so this is a perfect segue. So you're probably going to know the answer to this, Paul. In 1998, Netflix was still in the business of selling as well as renting DVDs. Well, to try and offer something new, co-founder Mark Randolph decided to offer footage of President Bill Clinton's grand jury testimony about Monica Lewinsky. Yes. But according to the book, Netflixed, the duplicating house had a mix-up. Out of the 1,000 customers who ordered Clinton's interview from Netflix, a few hundred actually received A, discs full of hardcore Chinese pornography, (laughs) B, six hours of the Teletubbies, or C, co-founder Mark Randolph's honeymoon home movies. They thought they were ordering the footage of, of Bill Clinton's it, I know it involvement. was porn. Mm-hmm. I think it was A. Yeah. They Whoops. actually received it almost discs full torpedoed of Chinese Netflix. pornography. Yep. People got porn. Uh, yeah, That's really? true. Really? That's true. And some of that's them didn't story. complain about it either. They were like, oh, that's okay, a true well, that's interesting. It's not what I ordered. <laughs> but <laughs> Hardcore Chinese porn. That's right. Oy. David, yeah. Netflix was originally called 
A, Kibble, B, Blockbuster, or C, DirectPicks.com? Ooh. You can't answer, Paul. You can't answer. Uh, Kibble, Blockbuster, or DirectPicks.com? Boy, it's not Blockbuster, but I don't know what it is. I'm going to go Kibble because it sounds like the most out of the box. Is that right? Yes. There we go. Other names that were considered, Replay.com. So was Luna.com, which was the name of Randolph's dog. When the company was incorporated, <laughs> he named it Kibble.com until they decided on something permanent. That's Isn't that funny? Awesome. Yeah, that's that is funny. <laughs> I know we're, we're, we're short on time. Paul, true or false, Netflix executives used to make house calls. True or false? True. You know Absolutely. the answer. It is true. Well, From the beginning, their, yeah, Netflix yeah. was obsessed with seeing how users interact with its software. So in the late 90s, from their company's location in Los Gatos, Gatos California, uh, they called people on the phone and asked them a bunch of questions. Then they asked those people if they could stop by to watch them use the site. Most agreed. And Netflix would also bring them coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Isn't hey, that interesting? It that's hilarious. It worked. Can I squeeze in one more? Quick. Netflix spends more than $150 million on improving their recommendation system every year. David, how long do, does Netflix, Netflix <laughs> thinks it takes you to decide on a movie? Is it 30 seconds, one minute, or two minutes? What does their research show? Um, I think it takes 30 seconds. I think it's really fast. Oh, DJ. They think it's two minutes. Wow. Yeah. In my house. Okay, that's it. I'll be done. But that was fun. That you was cool. you guys did great. really well. Wait, you just think it's great because you, you won? Did that's okay all? today. I did okay because I read that book. That will never work. The birth of Netflix. Like it's it, fascinating. I like get better when you it's, fail. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Why should you be any different? Thank you for your support. Mike Max is next. <laughs> so, Paul and Jordana and DJ and Mike Max. And I couldn't help but notice, Maxie, Tom Brady is producing and starring in a new movie, Road Trip, uh, titled 80 for Brady. It's going to feature Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Sally Field. Tells the story of four best friends and New England Patriots fans who take a life-changing trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their quarterback <laughs> hero, Tom oh Brady. God. So he's making a movie. It's about it, time. <laughs> a road trip movie that that could actually work a road good for trip him movie. Well, how are you doing fun. buddy good how are you doing i'm at I'm okay. doing a little story here working a little tv stuff having some fun we and, can hear uh, yeah so it's, it's fun it's fun to be out here the, the state hockey tournament set up the girls hockey today that's kind of fun and uh mm-hmm. uh the um uh orno one and uh, uh proctor hermantown one yeah but it kind of gets us anytime there's a game and there's fans there's more normalcy, and I like that. That's kind of fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Wild lost, tough one to the Senators. Uh, Wolves returning to action tomorrow night. Wisconsin yeah. at uh, – talk to us about Gopher men's basketball. That's tonight at 8 o'clock, right, playing Wisconsin? Yeah, they, they play Wisconsin, and uh, I just ran in. Tyler Wall is one of the key players for uh, Wisconsin. He uh, – uh, he's from Lakeville, and I ran into his aunt today when I was out and about. We had a nice visit with her. He, his uh, dad was a great player at Mankato State, and uh, they got a bunch of them coming in here. Uh, the Kroll kid from Eastview and Brad mm-hmm. Davison, mm-hmm. who's best known for Maple Grove. You got a ton of kids from uh, 
from uh, the, the Twin Cities that play for Wisconsin and helped them make a run for Big Ten title. On top of that, you get the 1982 team being remembered, Big Ten championship team from 1982, so they'll be on hand tonight. Jim Dutcher, Trent Tucker, and Daryl Mitchell and that crew. So it should be festive out there. Uh, I don't know that it'll be the typical, you know, it won't be a sold-out crowd like we used to see in the past, but uh, Wisconsin's trying to come off that, uh, you know, debacle they had in the post-game uh, uh, handshake, and, and, and the Gophers are just looking for a win, and, and I haven't heard yet if Pete Lewis is going to play. He had COVID and missed the last game, but that's a big key for the Gophers. Okay. We'll be listening tonight, Maxie. Thank you, my friend. And Maxie Sports is brought to us by John Schuster Group at Coldwell Banker Real Estate. The news is next on CCO. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.